0: I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design with Tiffany Cassidy, Principal Designer of Lagnap Custom Interiors, a design firm based in St. Thomas, the Virgin Islands. Exactly the location where many of us wish we were right now. Just think about the Virgin Islands and a Mai Tai. Visiting St. Thomas is one thing. Living and working there is something else entirely. As a designer, Tiffany has to deal with the types of challenges that all other designers have only learned recently, like huge price fluctuations, inventory issues, breaks in the supply chain, and the need to do reselects early and often. So, we're going to talk about island living from the designer's perspective. If you work on an island, this will help. If you work in a major metropolitan city, this information will help you too. This is a conversation about design, hospitality and finding the true meaning behind the business of design. Providing the lifestyle that makes life worth living. So if you're sitting at home off uh, if you're sitting at home in your office listening to this episode, grab that mai tai and enjoy this conversation about island design and living that dream. Are you subscribing to the podcast? If not, please do, so you get every episode automatically when they're published. You can find Convo by Design everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. And now you can find us on designnetwork.org, a destination dedicated to podcasts, all things design and architecture. So check it out. Convo by Design is presented by Walker Zanger, a fantastic company and an equally fantastic design partner. While the Walker's anger brand was built on the promise to inspire designers and architects to do their best work There's far more to it than that. Yes That promise is fulfilled every day through a commitment to provide the best ceramic glass stone porcelain and concrete surfaces and finishes But at the heart is a family owned and operated business that provides stunning surfaces For a well-designed home and does it to make designers and architects Do their best work for their clients? Walker Zanger started in 1952, and they are absolutely one of the best trade partners a designer can have. Check out their newest collaborative line with designer Pieta Donovan, a a collection of cement and ceramic tiles inspired by the patterns and colorways of the 1970s and created with a comfortable modernity. Walker Zanger is on the cutting edge of design, featuring products for every style and architectural feel you can create. And they provide homeowners with the materials that dream kitchens and baths are made of. Check out any of their 14 showrooms across the country or shop online, walkerzanger.com. Now you can tell me the story because I want to hear it.
1: Okay, so I love this Zoom background in the whole pandemic thing. You know, everybody suddenly needed a Zoom background. This is a painting by one of my absolute favorite local artists, Bill Thompson, who is just so... Talented, and I love his color palette. And I saw it pop up on Facebook one day, and I just grabbed it as a screen grab and put it, you know, as my Zoom background. And then I sent him a picture of me in his painting, and he was like, That is hysterical. I was like, Because I love your rooms. He does these wild interiors. I'm like, I'm dying for somebody to let me do a room like that in their home in real life. But so now I can be in his imagination room.
0: Could you imagine if somebody let you just go to town on a project like that? Oh my god, it would be awesome,
1: right? (laughs) I think this is what show houses are for, (laughs) though. Yeah, right. That
0: is so true. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I have I have always said that, um, and I cover a lot of design houses, and I've always felt like the design house is to the design and architecture industry what the auto show is to the auto industry. You know, sure, you get to showcase your, your everyday products in a, in a unique environment, but you also get to break out the show car. You also get to break out the aspirational, you know, here's what nobody will ever let me do in their house, but here's what I would do if I could.
1: The thing that only one or two people would ever (laughs) buy. Right. Yeah. That's really probably very impractical in real life, but you just, yeah. So
0: where, where is this room in your background? Where is this
1: Honestly, it doesn't, am- it's a piece of art. It's a painting. And I think I, it's probably for sale, honestly. No, but I'm just, I'm just curious though. His imagination.
0: From inside his head. Yeah. Interesting. He's
1: amazing. He's amazing that. What's his artist, name? Bill Thompson. Um He's online as W.B. Thompson, as in William B. Thompson.
0: Interesting. Um,
1: he's repped by. Gallery on Green in Key West, and by Mango Tango Gallery here in St. Thomas.
0: So, just you're in, in case
1: th- anybody's like, "That's fabulous!" I, I got to have know more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, you were in St. Thomas.
1: I am in St. Thomas. Yep. So, tell and me, you were in Palm Springs in your background.
0: In my mind. <laughs> in my mind, I absolutely. In my mind, I've been in Palm Springs since March thirteenth.
1: I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm coming to visit.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, t- tell me something. What is, what is it like, living and designing, in in a in the community that is a tropical island? I am imagining that you have certain challenges that you would not face were you in you know New York City or Miami.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: and, but at the same time, you probably also have some unique canvases from from with within which to work.
1: Yes. So there, are like, everybody always is like, Oh, what's it like you live on vacation or something? And, and like, it's not really like that, you know, it has its pluses and minuses like everywhere else. Right. So, you know, we do have the logistical challenges are kind of crazy of freight forwarding everything by container, here, it makes everything take longer, it makes everything cost more. Um, And we have to prep our clients very carefully for that, um, because it can be a little surprising. And, you know, but I've done projects stateside also. And I'm always like, oh, this is going to be great. It's everything's going to flow. There's so many resources. It's easy to get stuff there. You just drive it across town. It's not any easier. (laughs) Maybe it's just because I'm not from there, but it's not, yeah.
0: Generally speaking, though, I would imagine that there is a significant challenge trying to locate, source, learn about new products, um, and then get the products that you want there. That's got to be a significant challenge.
1: Yes. So you have to get on a plane because nothing I'm going to want to work with is made here, basically. We don't manufacture anything here. You know, we manufacture vacation. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so we travel a few times a year to various shows. Um, We, you know, switch it up a little every year. But High Point is definitely a continuous feature in the travel schedule and make trips to design centers. And really just every time I'm off island, even if I'm on vacation, I'm looking to go meet some vendors or just go walk around their design district and see what I can find every opportunity. Um, And not everything works here. You know, things that are beautiful and work well, you know, in New York, don't always work well in our climate. So you kind well, of you and, have to be careful.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you about. You know, what what mm-hmm. does work? What doesn't work? Both from a both from a product perspective as well as a life lifestyle perspective.
1: Right. So it really is the the island informs a certain lifestyle, right? You are just you're forced to take a little more relaxed Pace of everything, and be a little flexible. I mean, there are days that Home Depot is just going to be out of all of the light bulbs you want, and that is that. And we live on an island, and you can't drive to another Home Depot, so you are forced to relax about things, um, and just you know the lifestyle of you. You live here because you like to be outside. You like to go to the beach and go sailing and go diving and all of these things. Um, and then you will have sand and salt in your house, you know? And the, the point of the lifestyle is that indoor outdoor connection. So, you know, to that end, we have a lot of slipcovers in our lives. And I do things with outdoor fabrics that other people are like, ooh, really? Um, but it just works here, you know? I mean, we do drapery in sunbrella fabric. And, and bedding in fact
0: are, are most of your clients live on or are these second home vacation properties?
1: So they're pretty much all second homeowners um, and generally everybody rents so we really serve the short-term rental market very strongly. Um, even our our clients who, live in their home 12 months a year, it's always in the back of their mind that if they ever moved back to the States, they would keep the house and rent it out. So the requests are usually along the line of, we want it to be really nice, but also durable, but so, not too expensive, you know, not too precious.
0: So explain explain that to me from the standpoint of design and style. You know, it's really interesting because when you're it, this is a really interesting conversation for me because you, you have a very unique perspective. You're designing for a homeowner at the same time. You're not trying to design too specific for the homeowner. Right. There's got to be some performance aspects to this. There's got to be some some durability aspects to this.
1: Yes. So there's budget is always a concern because mm-hmm. they are looking at their second home as an investment, Right. Um, the other concern is that for me, most homeowners don't view their vacation home as they want it to be a business that makes money. They're not looking at it as a commercial space. So you have to design with the, a certain safety factor in there also. You know, your tile really needs to have certain ratings for non-slip, right? You, you do need to spend the money to change the porch railing and make it taller, you know? So there's that factor. Um, And then there's also, if you're gonna list it on VRBO, it's gotta have a look and it's gotta photograph well. There's gotta be a a wow moment. Um, So rather than designing for an individual, although all homeowners have their, you know, their specific requests for color schemes and things you're designing about a lifestyle. And that's because that's really what they're selling at the end of the day when they're trying to rent the place.
0: Well, it's interesting, you know, to hear you explain this, you know, I've, I've, I have spoken with designers in Palm Springs L.A., Miami, New York, San Francisco, Colorado—you know, various various cities—and it's interesting what you're explaining is this sort of investment grade design, which mm-hmm. which is which is different from that aspirational design when you're when you're working with a certain client, and I'm I'm curious how that. I feel like the psyche, your psyche has to be a little bit different. Your mindset has to be a little bit different because when you're, when you're working with a client and it's their personal second home in Aspen and you're designing it so personally for them versus this particular home, you know, maybe they're there for eight weeks a year, but the remainder of the time it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be something that, attracts a different clientele. How do you wrap your head around that and sort of normally the psychology behind design is you're really digging deep into the mindset of your client. And now you're, you're almost working hard to get a little bit, but not too much.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's the next layer. It's like digging into the psyche of my client's client, like who's going to want to rent this place? who's coming here? You know, how do we help them um, maximize the rental? And there, there are so many ways to maximize a rental, right? So you need, what, how did, what did you, I wish I had your words again. You said, it's, uh, it's almost like commercial design, but it's not, it's this place in between home and commercial. So, It's not the aspirational, I'm just gonna spend it because I love it and it's gorgeous. It's gotta, there's gotta be a reason. It's gotta be inspiring to someone. Um, So we have this place where you need durable and you need beautiful and you focus on the view very much because a vacation home is generally bought with the view in mind. Um, They all need to say Caribbean without having little shells and palm trees all over them. (laughs) Um, You know, furniture layouts are so often informed by years of working with my favorite photographer. You know, I'm like, Oh, this is going to be a way better angle for photography. You can get the pretty bed pillows and the view out the window. Let's put the bed over here, you know? So so, yeah, that's but the durability is a big thing, too. So and how do you make it beautiful and special and unique when you're you've got to keep the budget down? We're not doing a lot of custom, you know, but also just because it's a rental doesn't mean it's not going to be fabulous. I mean, some of these rentals are three, four five million dollar homes, right? You, you've got to be honest to the architecture and the home value as well.
0: Well, it's interesting too, because when you talk about, it, it, you know, you will talk about keeping the budget down. And mm-hmm. we have that conversation about keeping the budget down. I think there's a difference between minimizing the budget and minimizing the level of quality. And again, because yes. you make something investment grade quality, it doesn't mean I, I almost view your work on the islands more as a hospitality project than a residential project
1: well and it very much is and getting the clients into thinking in that mindset is important because you know if you just really love embroidered silk drapes we can do that but when somebody else's kid with peanut butter fingers touches them and you can't get them dry cleaned you will be sad um yeah so you know Part of creating value in an expense is sometimes we are going to spend more to buy, you know, we don't do any MDF or particle board or any of that business, spend the more to buy a real custom solid wood bed, because you're going to ship it, and that's going to cost a lot of money. And by the time you get it delivered and set up in the house, you're pretty invested. So get the, get the thing that will last you know, and again, with the slip covers, you know, it's so much easier to replace a slip cover than have the whole entire sofa recovered, right? Yeah. Um, and, and in the days of COVID, isn't it nice to think that all that fabric can go through the washing machine?
0: Yeah, it is. And I'm curious, how, how, has, uh, how has 2020 and the events of 2020 changed your business as well as um, lifestyle in the Caribbean?
1: So, you know, obviously everybody was thrown into a tailspin in March, but for us, because we've always worked with people who are generally not full-time residents, we were ready. I mean, we do so much by Zoom and we have for years. Quite often, we'll have a client come in and say, I just bought this house. It needs redoing. I leave in three days, you know, you can't do the whole project in three days with them. So you're like, okay, we'll sign you up. We'll put you on our calendar. And then we work remotely. Like we can go to your house and take all the measurements we need and you don't have to be there. You know, we've nailed boxes of tile and fabrics all over the country.
0: I'm curious, was it, was it a ghost town or did people flock to their second homes as a, as a safe haven?
1: They did, they absolutely did. did And so the island shut down, the governor closed all, they can't close the borders of course, because we're US, but he can force all Airbnb's and hotels to close. So at that point, if you don't own the home, you can't come here really. So, but the people did come down and all of a sudden they also had this realization that the winter was gonna be worse this year. And so they wanted this place to be ready for them. And, you know, all of a sudden it was like, we need to really actually pay attention and invest in that home because we're gonna spend our winter there. At least here, you can still go out for a walk on the beach, right? Even if that's that's not a bad way to social distance.
0: It's not, yeah, at I, all. I,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'm curious. Um, What's interesting to me, too, is how this sort of turned into this year, you know, everyone realized that their homes are non-functional dwellings in, oh, one, right. in, in one way, shape or form. They realized my home does not function the way that I wish it did. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: When I and, have to be here all the time, I don't like it as much <laughs> anymore. Yeah.
0: So I'm, I'm interested to know were were there any lessons some of the things you learned about island lifestyle but at the same time i imagine that you live there year round so you you know what it's like at the same time i'm going to speculate a little bit and say that you know it takes longer for things to get delivered to the islands and when you now have a ballooning population because people are retreating to their to their vacation homes now you have more people vying for fewer resources. And I'm and and so with that comes storage which isn't usually a big part of of the island lifestyle within the residential environment. How did you accommodate for that and were there some lessons that you learned along the way that you're you're now going to start working into your projects differently?
1: Well, I can tell you our personal home has had quite a clean out in the past 6 months for sure. Um but yeah, storage is always an issue, but also here you need a lot less stuff, honestly. Um, besides the hordes of toilet paper, but you know we don't we don't have we don't have the same wardrobe here that you would in the states. You know, there's there's not ball gowns in our closets, so um, it really home office has become the big thing. And for years we've designed. Rooms with, you know, the sort of dresser that has the little pull-out tray, so you can sit down and open a laptop and check in at work while you're on vacation. That's not really enough anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and just, I will be interested going forward to see how design evolves because of this. I really. Like all those rambling Victorians with all their little rooms that are interconnected are looking better and better to us. Like yeah, there's a place you can go to get away, close a door, right? But. Yes, and
0: yes, and no. I think that um, <laughs> I think that open concept has taken a beating yes. in 2020. <laughs> yeah. Yes, right. Yes, it has. At the same yeah. time, at the same time, there is something to be said for those wide open spaces. When you you are living as a family, and and I, I think it's really interesting because I think a lot of the concepts that are starting to change are actually coming around to the way island living has already been designed because of you know what you what the what the properties are used for what the what the homes are used for generally speaking. Yeah, At the same time, you know we want to go
1: outside a lot. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah. So so how do you make your out? Well, that's the other question, too. When you have a bona fide hurricane season. Right. How do you make your outdoor spaces livable year round?
1: So you you just do it. You just like you can't. (laughs) You can't live in, you can't live in fear of a hurricane. And that's kind of rich coming from me because I think I was somewhat traumatized with by 2017 hurricanes. But we do do the big umbrella, do the big day bed, do all of the beautiful things that you really enjoy outside. You know, put up all the little string lights and everything and really create a whole nother living space. Outside that you can enjoy, but also do it in a way that there's a place for all that to go when when a storm comes. Like at at our house, it all ends up in the middle of our living room, and it kind of stresses me out the piles of stuff, you know. <laughs> but um, but then also, it's only for a day. Then you put it back out the next day. So, what a,
0: what about? what about the other aspects to this when you talk about outdoor spaces and, and I'm looking at some of your work and I'm looking at some of your blog posts and, and just some of these outdoor spaces are just amazing. Um, But also, you know, the idea of the pool, the idea of a cabana, the idea of an outdoor kitchen, like a true outdoor kitchen, not, not a grill, but like the, the real, the real deal. The real, Oh yeah.
1: The real thing. And it's, it's so nice it's such a treat it's almost like having two houses um and it gives you so much more space to to move and then of course the rental market is always driving everything there are lovely places for um destination weddings we talk a lot about destination weddings with clients and creating you know the the backdrop for someone else's wedding in your home, isn't that a not a funny thing to think about when designing? It's somebody else might have their wedding on your porch.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's amazing, and I'm curious. Um, so take me through this. Where where is the value? Um, what are what are some of the things? And, and it's interesting because I don't normally have this conversation with designers about necessarily the unless we're talking about hospitality. But that's a that's a different conversation where is the value in island design
1: so it, it it is it is hospitality it is all about hospitality and island design is is all about the lifestyle and the value is walking into ah uh, you know it's you open the door there's a big expansive view everything's clean and neatly arranged and where it should be and aesthetically pleasing and all of the creature comforts of life are there and they work and you have these outdoor spaces to enjoy and you know designers like to create moments right whether it's like a little vignette with vases and candles or whatever we i like to create little pockets of places throughout a space where um people can just gather or or get away from the gathering and, you know, allow them the flexibility within a large open concept space. You know, we just finished a, a home recently that's uh, being used as a rental. It's five bedrooms and their outdoor space is more square footage than their indoor great room. And I love that for them. So we have an enormous sectional. We have dining for fourteen. We have the lounge chairs. We have the day bed. The whole thing. And there's so there's all these little pockets of places to have different activities and enjoy at different times at times of the day as well.
0: And, and again, I, I go back to the to the outdoor kitchen just because that mm-hmm. is probably I think this year. Um, there have been the design requests that I've heard from designers that they've heard from their clients, home office, home gym or workout facility. For sure. Outdoor kitchen.
1: Yep. So if you have your outdoor kitchen, you can still have your friends over. Yeah. Right. You have dinner outside and you have all the things you have, you know, the sink and the beer cooler and the everything. And everybody can still be outside and you feel, you know, like you have more airflow and more social distance and all of that. Um, yeah, for sure.
0: What are the things, what are the things to avoid? What are the design mistakes that someone who thinks about the, the conventional, you know, interior design role, um, what changes in this environment? Because you know what I'm, I'm thinking too, that this is not just uh, you know, this is not just the Caribbean, right? This is this could be any vacation destination if you're if you're any, looking. Yeah, at flow any foam.
1: coastal location. Yeah. Um, I I think that you know one of the b- main focuses for me is typically being sure that the focus is on the view because that is what is so unique here. And what's special and any coastal home you have is probably going to feature around a water view Um, and be sure that you, you know, you work with that and highlight that and let that be the art in the room, Um, you know, and nothing too shiny. (laughs) For sure, <laughs> I I say, but I've put you know reflective high gloss cabinets in a bunch of places lately, um, but just you know a nat- just a natural vibe and will go the it'll go the test of time it'll go the distance don't don't you know don't do the kitschy stuff.
0: Uh, and speaking of that, you know, when it comes to use of space, um, and specifically looking at the you know an indoor kitchen space, you know, I'm, I'm curious, I'm interested, how do you balance, you know, because the kitchen is the heart of the home, right? This is, mm-hmm. this is where everybody gathers. This is where meals are prepared. This is where things happen. Right. And traditionally, you know, if you're working with an individual client, you're looking at that kitchen and you're customizing how it works for that particular family. But if you're doing, if you're doing a property that's going to be rented out a lot, you know, maybe there are things that you don't want to put in. You don't want to use the refrigeration drawers. You don't want to put in things that are going to get, you know, heavily abused. I mean, look, let's be honest. People don't treat rental properties like their own personal property. They beat them up. And when you're doing a luxury design, um, now uh, appliances have gotten much sturdier and, and much more, um, I think they're being prone to abuse. They become much more adaptable to the types of things that happen to them. But you still have to sort of pick and choose, right?
1: Right. So there are there are only so many brands that you can buy locally here and get service for. So as much as I love the LG or the Samsung refrigerators or something like that, we're, we're not going to buy that here because it, no one will ever service it. Um, you know, Viking actually does not work particularly well here. I think it's just too hot and humid for them here. But we will do sub-zeros, absolutely, because good refrigeration is important. We do add ice makers if it's, possible to squeeze them in at all Um, and a commercial grade one at that because there's no such thing as too much ice for your drinks in the tropics (laughs) especially if you're filling a cooler to go to the beach or go boating right a big ice maker is a plus Um, yeah so it it really depends on space island homes do tend to be a little less square footage and we do do a lot of condos so You can't always jam all of the things that you want in there, but I do try to do a kitchen as if a real family was gonna live there 12 months a year, mostly because there's so much of a home's value connected to having a great kitchen. And it is an investment for the clients, right? Whether they live there full-time or not, and someday they're gonna resell this place and if it's got some weird half-size kitchen with only two burners on the stove in it and six bedrooms, nobody's gonna want that. No. So so you you do need to like make a fabulous kitchen. Nobody ever walked into their rental and went, oh my god, why is this kitchen so big? That's annoying.
0: You know? <laughs> no, I, I bet yeah, that's true. That's true. So curious, um, knowing that you can ship tile anywhere, Ooh, yeah, how do you manage slabs?
1: Very carefully. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. So we have a fabulous expediter in Florida. And he goes and picks up all our countertop items for us orders. And we usually will, we install the cabinets, make the templates, send the templates back to Florida. Of course, all of this makes everything take a lot longer. And then they cut our cab our countertops there and he'll go pick them up and crate them and take them direct to the freight forwarder and check them in for us and take pictures all along the way. And thus far, we've never lost one.
0: So, but it's interesting. So it's, it's fabricated offsite. Oh yeah. And shipped and the fabricator never actually comes and does the measurements. You're doing all the measurements yourself.
1: Oh yeah. Yep. I have had to, because there's not a lot of those kinds of services or what's available is limited. Like these guys are so busy that there's a couple that do it here, but they are so busy that I've just had to learn over the years how to do it myself. You know, I, I was my own drapery workroom for many years. Um, now we outsource that to the states for the most part, but because I actually can make the curtains myself, it's, I, it, I can specify it just fine, you know. I can have those conversations on the phone and send pictures and get back what I need that will actually fit.
0: Do you have, do you have access to skilled labor? Do you have access to a workroom on the islands? Do you have, like, if you, if you, (laughs) you don't.
1: No, I had to be the workroom because um, yeah, like my whole business actually started out of the premise that um, I can sew really rather well. And so that's kind of what it started with. And it started with window treatments. And then people I was doing window treatments for were like, well, could you pick our paint colors too? So, <laughs> okay. Well, I want you to drive around to furniture stores with me and help me pick the right sofa too. And then at a certain point, I was like, wait a second, why am I doing this? Why am I not selling this? You know? And it's just, it's evolved over the years.
0: Is, is the, is the client base enough to sustain you on the islands if you wanted to Oh yeah it is Oh you yeah you could
1: Yeah yeah um we are busier we are absolutely as busy as we want to be every year for over a decade and and I I and I say that saying that I we are so blessed to be in that situation really I mean so fortunate um but but also we do, we work for it. We, you know, invest some time in marketing and work really hard to make sure that every one of our clients is just so thrilled that they can't help but tell a friend.
0: Well, and it's interesting too, because you have designers that, that work for you. And mm-hmm. I'm curious, you know, because you're in a vacation destination, is your is your talent pool transient or are these, have they been with you for a long time? Does it, I mean, there has to be some level of that. And how do you, how do you work with good designers and how do you find the talent? How do you find, I guess the resourcing is, is a still a real big question for me, you know, from both people to product. Mm -hmm.
1: It's yeah, no, it's challenging. And can I tell you that I just, I value our local business partners so, so much. Because the ones that are here are just great and such a delight to work with. From you know the art gallery to local cabinet makers, tile setters. When you find people who have amazing skill sets, you just you just have to value them so much, um, and oftentimes wait to get on their schedule. So, but in terms of the designers in our office, um, we have um angelica's been here the longest she's been here i think going on seven years and i sincerely hope that she will be a lifer because she is awesome
0: and she came from uh, texas so she's from what she san antonio okay
1: Yep, yep originally she um married a guy who was born here so i i hope that i hope they'll stay forever <laughs> Because they are just, they're awesome. Uh, And Chantal is a more recent addition, but she just has so many years of experience in the industry in general um, that, you know, there's a little learning curve with our software and stuff for her, I think. But she clicked right into place. And I, I just, I try to be a business owner who manages creative people in a really positive way.
0: Well, it's interesting too, because you also seem to find certain personalities. Mary is is an Olympian, right? She's a synchronized swimmer. So she obviously works good in a team.
1: Right, right right obviously and, <laughs> and i literally met her at the local public pool did you really I would go up there every morning to swim and she was up there for her swim and we just got to know each other there and i was like wait what you have a degree in finance and you're looking to teach swimming lessons and it's not working out we could use an office manager <laughs> and that is i mean that's just so typical of here that you find that the local swim instructor has a degree in finance and you're like, wait, you're coming with me.
0: (laughs) That is amazing. That is amazing. Well, and, and it's so, but what's really interesting to me is um, the business side of it. You have to be so much more nimble, flexible and capable of, of working the pivot in at any given time.
1: You, you picked the perfect word. My favorite word, nimble. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, that is how, literally, that's how you survive here. It's how you keep going um, in a small community and in a business that's always changing. Like the design industry has changed so much in the past few years. Like, what technology is bringing to this industry is amazing. You know, it's not just that five years ago we were doing business on zoom all the time. It's, it's not just that; it's the, the rendering software and the project management software, and how do you compete with the modsies of the world, right? Yeah, and you you have to be nimble to find your niche, and who do you serve, and how do you like really dig into what those people want? And I think it wasn't until about three years ago that I realized that rental homes kind of really are our niche i mean i've only been doing them consistently for 10 years prior but yeah then it finally dawned on me that so many of these people always ask for the same thing or they have the same struggle and we've solved that problem over and over and over again so it's like you know what that's it's what we do really really well
0: well yeah, and it's interesting too because I, I feel like the you know the advent of VRBO um, and and the others, it really has created the need for design thinking in, in a residential. Now you, you yeah. still have the projects where everything came from a big box, you know, everything came from home Depot and everything, you know, the contractor packs of, of, of tile and, and everything that you need can, can but that's not, that's not a designed pr- property. Yeah. And it's not going to do well in a competitive environment like a VRBO. It's just yeah. not.
1: And one of the, one of the, the benefits of living here is you, you can't really even get a contractor pack from Home Depot here. Really? You know, there is a Home Depot. It's kind of a baby Home Depot compared to, you know, what you'd find in Miami. Yeah. Um, they've got a nice selection of basics, um, but that's all it is. Um, and then there's a local tile store that serves, you know, a sort of basic level home owner market, they're kind of they're trying to appeal to the most people they can, right? Which makes sense if you're stocking tiles. Um, but we've we're coming at it from a totally different perspective of I see everything that you could go down the street and buy. And I'm here to show you that you can do something else that will be just this fabulous or more lasting or you know, whatever, whatever it is that the need is, but, you know, you don't, there's, there is not a Walker's anger to your sponsor (laughs) and within 1500 miles of me. So we fly to the States to look at that and have it shipped or, you know, absolutely love our sales reps, any sales rep that will send things through the U S mail to us, we will be just undyingly
0: loyal to you know it's interesting that you bring that up and kind of like the last sort of the last question I have for you is knowing that you talk about the U.S. Postal Service knowing that it has not been as reliable recently as in years past Um, and I get this I get this a lot from designers you know shipping in general with effects of 2020. Now, do we think that 21, when things start to, to calm a bit, you know, shipping patterns and it's going to be a little bit more flexible. It's not going to be as compressed trying to get materials, but still, I think that this, this new way of doing things online and via zoom is here to stay. But at the same time, you can't get a, a true feel for a vibrant color on a computer screen.
1: Right. No, you really can't piece of it for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: You can look at the whole pattern on a computer screen, but then at least you need a little piece just to appreciate the color in person.
0: So do you have do you have the space? Do you have a sample library? Is that how you operate?
1: Oh, yes, we, we have um, a little over 2000 square feet and the majority of it is just stacked with everything because we're here because we're so far from a real design center we kind of ended up creating our own Mm. so i mean brand i favor brands that will send me samples um maybe that's not the best way to make selections but it makes our projects work so a client who's on island for a week and needs to choose everything we can come in and we can sit down and have one of those marathon all day meetings and we can pick your floor tile and your cabinet finishes and your window treatment fabrics and your upholstery and, you know, see little color chips for all the case goods and pull it all together. And it's, it's all here. So, you know, all my travel trips off Island are about curating things that I know are, a current look and appropriate materials for our region and the application and that they're all kind of gonna work together. So so it's a limited collection, but there is, there's a lot of it for a certain style range. I love you know, it. I, if you're trying to make Tuscany and the Virgin Islands, we're not a good choice for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Makes sense. Um, what's the weather like today? Is it a beach day?
1: Oh my gosh, it's gorgeous today. I'm kind of. <laughs> no, I was up at a client's home this morning um, that's way up on a hillside, and I can literally see St. Croix and Calebra from his driveway. And I was like, man, I could go boating today.
0: Doesn't sound half bad.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll see if I can skip out early on Friday for that.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Tiffany, this was so much fun. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me. This is awesome.
0: Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you, Walker Zanger and Thermosol for your partnership. Thank you for listening. Without you, what's the point? There is no joy in doing this for me. You are appreciated. So thank you. My hope is to bring you inspiration and sublime design through these conversations to give you that extra push to be the most creative designer you can possibly be. Please make sure you are subscribing to the show so you don't miss a single episode. You can also follow us on Instagram at X and ConvoByDesign.com Be well, and remember, take today first.